It's showtime. Showtime. Welcome to the party, pal. Before we get started this week, make sure you guys are checking out Cigar Noise, CigarNoise.com, Cigar Noise app. If you're not, you're missing out on Cigar Noise. It's a great app, guys. Seriously, I know we talk about it every week, but it's a great community of cigar-like-minded people. Get over there and uh, check it out if you haven't yet. Let's go ahead and dive into this week's episode with our special host, Oliver from United Cigar. Welcome to the Sons of Smoke Cigar Cast. I'm Drew, joined by Mo. Yo. What's up, man? What's going on, buddy? Moo Cow Rich. Bring in the bull. <laughs> That's right. Uh, we are professional this week. Hopefully that's the most noise you'll be making this podcast. Danny. Uh, I'm a fun guy. Is not joining us tonight. <laughs> <laughs> but somebody uh, better. Ooh. Wow. Shots fired. Damn. <laughs> The the weasels are going to be all congregating on Drew now. Well, I'm going to take this opportunity to uh, bigger, better, stronger. Yeah, yeah, like Stacey King used to say about Derek Rose in his prime. So, uh, with us tonight is Oliver from United United Cigars. Um, Oliver is Havana Daydreaming on Instagram. Uh, he's a Knight of the Leaf. Um, eats like a fucking animal and keeps the figure of a male <laughs> runway model somehow of a um, coked out porn star yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> and um is the guy who represents uh byron and Atabay on the road which all of our listeners know that we are huge fans of those cigars and we talk about them a lot and so uh thanks for joining us man and, and uh and, and definitely one of my best friends in the entire industry. So I got to, I got to give that oh, you're uh, the disclaimer best. as well. So, uh, man, thanks for coming on, bro. Dude, thanks for, um, thanks for having me. We've talked about it a bunch of times. I know like both of our schedules are, are crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, so it's, it's, it's been hard to coordinate and I think it's just been something in passing, but, uh, but I wanted to be on it because you've, uh, you know, you've been a tremendous supporter, um, not, not only professionally, but personally, like sitting down with you has always been cool. And, um, you know, the times that we get to catch up, it's really when, when I've been in Chicago, mm-hmm. but, um, we've never really crossed paths, um, you know, you know, as, as we're traveling. And then the other guys we haven't, um, you know, Mukau, I haven't, I haven't really personally met, but we've chatted on, uh, you know, on social media, which is, which is really cool in the, in the cigar community. And, and then uh, the Danny Vasquez, uh, <laughs> I mean, the dude, you know, he gets his this this MF or gets his name on a shirt, and all of a sudden he doesn't remember meeting me like ten Ooh. times. <laughs> oh, damn! The, the best part about this is, is he's not going to listen to this podcast, so he's going to have no idea. Get out! That of we're, we're hosting him. No, that's I'm a fun guy. <laughs> He's going to tell us that he listened, and then we're going to bring up a topic, and he's going to be like, wait, what? Yeah, and the funny part, and look, I'm, I mean, not that I'm nobody, but I'm nobody, right? And it's not that I've met him on, uh, you know, at events, and I'm walking up to him, like, oh, Danny, you you know, you guys make a great scar. No, man, like, going to the office, I've talked to him, when he got sucker punched. (laughs) 
um, in the office. I'm sitting with Rosales, and we're you know we're we're talking. He was over doing you know doing some work at the desk, but I went up to him. I'm like, dude, Danny, you know everything okay? You know I saw you on social media, and we talked. You know we talked through there. I'm like, dude, I hope everything's okay. That's bullshit. That somebody does that, and he's like, yeah, no, I'm doing all right. Met him there. Met him at Jerry Herf. Met him at the office a couple times. So he was on uh, he was on a show, and it just it it came up in conversation. My name, and he's like, no, yeah, I don't know that dude. I was like, this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> but no, he's a, he's a good dude. They're all, they're all good dudes. You just, I think, you know, in this in this industry, you just shaking hands and kissing babies to so many people. It's like I don't know who that is. Yeah, man, it's more um, important than than kissing hands and shaking babies. <laughs> but, well, unless hey. unless you're a British nanny. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> so. We, um, I think Oliver, how we're going to do this, man. We, I have a couple questions for you because I want people to know a few things about you, uh, and, and kind of the brand that you represent that means a lot to me. Um, but I think what we're going to basically do, man, is you're just going to become a co host because we have a shit ton of topics from people this week, and so, um, we're, we're going to play it that way. But I, yeah, a couple things that I want to ask you first. People think of Byron and Adam Bay United and they almost forget that you guys represent or, or have a lot of other brands under the portfolio as well. And I know that we've talked and that's kind of frustrating for you sometimes, but how, do you find it very difficult to, to push a brand brands like Byron and Adam Bay and then they overshadow and how do you overcome that? Yeah, it's, um, I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's a big challenge, right? I mean, we, when, when I started with United just three years ago, uh, we still had the, really the same portfolio we had today, but there was no representation for the brand nationally. Like there was, you know, really nobody going out knocking on doors. So, um, a lot of the brands were way under the radar. So, when when I looked at the portfolio and I was trying to figure out how to start getting the, the brands out, um, you know, and built the Instagram page and, you know, the Facebook page, I started putting all of the brands out, you know, on a weekly basis. And I found myself almost confusing myself and the, the viewers out there. By the time I got to the last cigar in our portfolio and go back to the first, they forgot about the first. So... Really, in the portfolio, we have, yes, we distribute for Nelson Alfonso, the Atabay Byron, and the Bandolero. Then in our portfolio, we have cigars made by uh, Jose Dominguez. We distribute his private uh, vintage uh, or signature line, the Jose Dominguez. But then he makes uh, the United Cigar for us, our Firecracker. Um, we have our Lagiana, We have the Garofalo. We have... Um, you know, some lower end cigars as well, but we have right now on market, um, 14 different brands that are, are well under the radar. Uh, so I decided to start with United or sorry, start with Atabay and just put that as the focal point. And I thought the portfolio would be built from there. So I just started pumping out Atabay. And once it started getting in people's hands, people really started realizing that, yeah, it was it was a quality cigar. It's not it's not for everybody, but um, I know when I sat down, I thought the idea was crazy to to come into a market with a cigar that 
wasn't wasn't known. It was around before I started, but it it wasn't that well known. And to come into the market with a cigar at that price point, um, I thought was crazy. But when I sat down and and took some time to smoke the cigar and really understand the complexity behind it and then learn about Nelson Alfonso, um, I I wanted to be on board a hundred percent. So uh, that was and the that, that was the main me, focus. Yeah. And that leads me to my next question. I, if you could take a minute to talk a little bit about him, because I've mentioned him on the podcast a little bit and yeah. definitely doesn't do him any justice because my interaction has been limited, but amazing when I have had that opportunity. Um, tell people a little bit about him, man, because I think people need to know who this guy is and what, and how he's kind of a bridge between Habanos SA and the rest of the cigar world, really. Um, yeah, well, I mean, Nelson, Nelson's been worked. Nelson's had a, a marketing um, graphic design company since the, the 90s. And even before that, he was doing a lot of um, design work. Uh, he's won awards overseas for a lot of the packaging ideas that he's done. And his involved his involvement was really in the cigar business was more design at first. His family had been in tobacco years prior in Cuba, and his passion kind of led him more towards the cigars in you know in the nineties as he started doing research for some of the uh, publications that were coming out of um, out of Cuba, like the the world of Havanos. He started doing a lot of research helping. And assisting with that book and in his research he just started learning so much about the history of all these different brands that were in cuba so he you learn more about his his family history and uh, the byron line which was his family's line in 1850 um the the idea behind the name atabay um came from the cuban side because there's there's two different when you say habanos sa habanos is the distributor of cuban cigars they don't make or do anything on the manufacturing side that's tabacuba right so right, he's he, part he does he, the packaging right right so he's, he's more stuff, the yeah. Des, yeah he's more the design on the tabacuba on the cuban side and then you know whatever he designs that goes through habano so his design work started started there and cuba wanted a cigar brand that was better than the cohiba so they had they had Cuba or they had Cohiba that was on the market and everybody knows Cohiba. They wanted to come out with something new and that's where they came out with Bahike. And the name Bahike actually comes from, you know, that research that he was doing. The, the Cohiba is that spiritual ceremony of the Taino Indians smoking tobacco, smoking cigars, what they called cigars, but it was rolled up tobacco. Um, and depending on what they were praying for, the, the shaman, the tribal leader, he'd make these blends in a way to put the the tribe into this state of delirium and they would pray and blow the smoke to the shaman, the tribal leader, and he was the Bahike. The Bahike was the only one that commu could communicate with the, the goddess of fertility, the goddess of water, the you know, their their goddess who was Atabe. So can, can, we, up... can we get Atabe on the phone? That'd <laughs> be know, pretty that'd be her, an interesting conversation. Give her a quick call on the fertility yeah. one. Yeah, Stay away yeah. from that. Um but yeah, so they, they kept Bahike for the Cohiba Bahike. And then Nelson ended up using, you know, he, he ended up using Atabe for, for his next line after the Byron line, 
um, and started developing that brand. So, you know, Nelson's tie in with everything. He's, he's just, it's, it's amazing how he, he is, he's like that, that conduit between the Cuban side and Habanos. He's like, he's like right there in the middle and he'll connect the two. And, and a lot of people, I went to the, in fact, just this last year, I was at the Habanos festival and he was pulled in all different directions. But one that really struck me was the, the lawyer for Cuba that fought for the rights of the, the Cohiba name in the U S wrote a book. He was signing autographs of the book that he had had published and pulled Nelson aside because he had never met the, the uh, general manager of the Cohiba factory. And Nelson was blown away that this guy wrote the book, but had never met the guys who, the guy who's in charge of the, the Bahike operation. So he ended up leaving and going straight there, introducing him, had a, had a meeting with all the managers there. And it's just, it, it blows me away that someone like that, um, you know, that's, that's so humble because I mean, Mo, you've met him. He's not, dude, he's not a showboat. He doesn't, he doesn't dude. put all this out. He's just, he's just there and enjoying and soaking everything up. Let me ask you a question. And I keep telling these guys this and I, and maybe I don't do it justice, but have you ever met, a guy that has accomplished so much and is that down to earth? Uh, I, in this I can't. No, no, in, in almost any industry. I mean, he's, yeah. if if I could paint a picture of who he should be, he should be the guy with the fur coat, the gold chains, mm-hmm. you know, coming out of uh, you know a, a, a Bentley limousine, you know, and just acting acting the part like not not caring about anybody but he takes the time to you know to, to have conversations with everybody um he's just, he's just so humble and, and such a great guy and I've, I've learned so much from him in the yeah. short time that I've, I've known him yeah it's so fascinating. He, yeah so so yeah so that's that's kind of his piece his tie-in I mean a lot of the stuff that you see in um you, you know it's funny I'll see articles written um you know, by or picked up by different uh, you know bloggers and uh, industry leaders, and and they don't mention him, but he mm-hmm. you know he designed the Padron 50th anniversary humidor. He designed the you know, there were 10,000 limited uh, pieces for the Cohiba 50th anniversary of black travel leather mm-hmm. um, travel humidor. Um, he just has so much influence in the industry. There there are ashtrays. We walk through the the show, the IPC or the PCH or whatever you want to call it. We, we walked through there and he's like, Oh yeah, that was my design for, for, you know, for the Cohiba 50th. That was my design for this. That was my design for this. And there's not anything that he can really do on the U S side to say, that's my design. You know, I have the rights to it. You can't copy it, but it is a mirror copy of what his mm-hmm. design was. Right. Um, are you going to uh, TPE this year? We are going to TPE. Okay. We have, uh, yeah, we have three booths there. We are at, uh, for all the retailers listening, we're at booth 4035. Cool, man. <laughs> and uh, yeah. we'll, be, we'll be at 1060. I'll be in the Sutliff booth. So that's two of us that are going. Nice. What, are your, what are your thoughts on, on, the, on the guys that pulled out of PCA? Um, wow, that's, yeah, that's open-ended. I mean, not open-ended. That's a loaded... Little question. I love it. I look. We as we we backed out for uh, a number of reasons. Um, and well, I'm not saying we're, we're the big four. Year. 
Yeah, he had said like, that last year, though. We, we almost didn't sign up for this year's show, for the 2019 show. And then mm-hmm. after the 2019 show, when our booth selection came up on the last day of the show, we, we had a meeting and with, you know, with uh, uh, the IPCPR, and we said we are not signing up, and these are the reasons why. Mm-hmm. Uh, our, our, one of our main reasons was when they opened the door to consumers, we said that's not where we want to be. Not, look, we lo- obviously we love consumers. We need consumers. Uh, not only retail consumers, uh, but the end user consumer, like myself, like you guys, we smoke the cigars. I would love to have them there, but that's not the place for it. And the ones that would want it are the ones that are hurting uh, the boutique guys. So we we backed out for you know for uh, for different reasons. The big you know, and when we say the big four, I don't even like calling them the big four because there are some other bigger bigger players. But yeah, you definitely have two two major major players. Right, that have an online presence, they have retail presence, but they backed out for what I think are different reasons. Yeah. Right? I mean, the IPCPR is there to to help protect a lot of our rights as as cigar smokers. They they're just not on the same page, right? They want yeah. they want different things. Um, right. You know, you mentioned it on the show, and yeah, it's a touchy subject. It's like you know, how do we? How do we talk about it? But if so, when you when you mentioned it on last week's show or this, or the, you know, just the last show, mm-hmm. I started looking at it like, OK, well, and you mentioned the NRA. So say the NRA was in charge of toy guns, pellet guns, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and paintball guns and then real guns. And they kind of then there were companies that distributed all of those. And then there were companies that just focused on one aspect of those. Well, yep. if. The one company that, like, say, you know, Kmart or Walmart, I sell all of these guns. And the, the toy ones that are bright colors and they, they shoot fun stuff, that's our biggest market. But we're also kind of lumped in here. We want you to focus on, on this because the major, you know, the real guns, that's not as big of a market for us. But we want you to focus right. on this, uh, you know, on, the, on these toy ones. So you, you don't have somebody that's, that's – that's covering like that, that show, the IPC guard isn't covering all of that. They were really focused on the premium side. The premium side is right. not where the money is in big tobacco. So for you right. to lump us into the premium cigar side into tobacco is, is completely wrong. There, it's just, it, they're totally different things. A toy gun is totally different from a real gun. Uh, right. So, yeah. you know, somebody smoking, uh, you know, hookah, whatever, you know, vape, that's completely different from somebody that's sophisticated and the, the real gun owner is like the real cigar smoker. We take, we know yeah. that, you know, we're, we're taking pride in this. We're, you know, we're cleaning this, our humidors every day. So we're cleaning the real gun every day. We take, we know that it's a serious thing, but it's not something that we have to have all the time. We do it as, by, by choice. Yeah. And I right? think so that, the, yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think that you touch on something very important what people need to realize when they talk about, Oh, well, you know, General Altadis and this and that. You just really brought up a great way to explain it. And this is really what it comes down to. The interests for the bigger companies and the smaller companies are not necessarily the same because the revenue drivers are not the same. Exactly. And so um, 
it's it's just going to be different. There, there's not, um, you know, necessarily uh, an easy way to bridge that gap. And I think that that's going to continue to be an issue, too. Right. No, they're, I mean, they're, they're money, money focused, which, look, it's business. We're all, in a way, money driven. But, you know, for you, I mean, you, you, have, a, you have a craft. You want, you want to produce a, a, a great product. You're not, you're, not, you're not injecting it. You're not flavoring it. This is right. a true blend. Where, right. you know, when you look, I mean, look at these, look at these guys that are, that did pull out and it's a big, it's a big deal. You know, what, when you break down their, their portfolio and when you break down their interests, um, you can see that yep. there's a common denominator there. There's one in there that, that's questionable, that doesn't really fit. Um, but why yep. would they all, why would they all do it together? So then there's the other, I mean, there, you know, conspiracy theories, well, is one right. going to be absorbed by one of the others. Right. Yeah. You know, um, and then, and then now you see a lot of, so now I thought it was interesting. There was a, a company that said they are going mm-hmm. right. So now, now you have some posts, you know, and press releases saying, Hey, we are going to the show. So now what's going to happen with, you know, these, these, these four that did pull out and they're going to start controlling the ones that, you know, they either sell online for or that they manufacture because a lot of those guys some of those guys manufacture some big name cigar brands yeah so you know it's going to be interesting i mean there's going to be it hasn't it hasn't ended yet all right we're going to see a lot more in the next next couple months yep with that show so i don't i don't know what's going to happen with you know with that show and you know for for the future if it uh you know it's going to take a lot of rebranding i think to gain the the faith back, but TPE, I'm excited for TPE. There's a there's a big buzz behind it. A lot of retailers mm-hmm. are, are talking about going out, so uh, I'm excited to be there. Yeah, yeah, me too. All right, so that's going to be the Q and A now. Cal, Drew, you guys do your thing. <laughs> really? So, so sexy time. Well, we're yes. talking about the PCA. The foreplay is over. Yeah, there there was no foreplay. We went straight in. Um, while we're talking about the PCA, there's a story, a press release that the media does not want you to see. Mm. Oh, like it. Yeah. So, so the Sultans of Smoke came out mm. with a press release and sent it to different cigar media. I think two. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Drew, did you ever get any response from that? Uh, no, I did not. <laughs> <laughs> were you no. were you devastated? Uh, no. <laughs> the dr- the, love the dramatic pause. Yeah. So, in case anybody's so, wondering, the Sultans I of am. Smoke cigars will not be exhibited at PCA 2020. Get out of here! I know. Yeah. So, love it from you. Okay, so diving into it, let's let's uh, let's talk a little bit about one of the topics that's nearest and dearest to your heart, with a weird fucking twist on it. Okay, yes, sir. so in 2016, there was a man who was involved in an accident, and he had to have his leg amputated. Right, sad stuff. Right. So after this procedure, he kept the leg, and he cooked his leg meat. Mm. He had his friends over, and they ate tacos made out of his leg meat. 
So if you were this guy's friend and you went to his house, <laughs> would you have eaten a human leg meat taco? Wait, all right. So can we back up? Did they they, they knowingly ate the leg? Yep. He, he did not try to hide it. It was very clear, very upfront. Holy shit, that's fucking No, disgusting. yeah, no, I'm, uh, well, I'm, uh, I don't know, because I've eaten some weird shit. I, I, even though it's in a taco, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to give a hard pass. <laughs> Is it sh- was it shaved first? Was the hair I mean, still it was, on it? Because it's I've been cooked. I've had, it's just the meat. Well, well, yeah, but the hair can stay on it. I've had because I've had some some weird taco consistencies, and you know there there might be like a nostril hair, so the hair doesn't come off. So if it's a leg hair, it's a little longer. I don't know if I, I mean, it's not gonna burn off if it's boiled or something. So. I guess preparation is going to be a big factor for me. (laughs) I can't believe we're talking about that. (laughs) So I'm looking at pictures, and it looks like like a... There are pictures? Yes. He posted pictures of it. Um, When was this? It looks like a normal piece of... 2016. Oh, yeah. 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 It just looks like a normal piece of, like, steak. God. How many, how many, how big was the guy? How many friends did he feed with his uh, leg? <laughs> there, were, there were 10 people, I guess. Damn. It's a lot of um, leg meat. And were a, lot, these... a lot of marbling. <laughs> <laughs> were these, were these like restaurant style tacos, like bigger, and then they have all the condiments so it can kind of mask the, uh, it the had taste, or is it more of a street taco? Stuff. Yeah, so it had okay. some stuff in there. It doesn't look like a ton though. You were gonna you were gonna taste that meat. Uh yeah, so more street taco, three to four inches, a little cilantro, a little onion. Yeah, something like that. Mm. Yeah, that's gonna be that's a that's a hard one. <laughs> Drew, where are you at on, on leg meat taco? Wh- whose leg <laughs> is it? Which of us friends? Well, if it's salt for can I jump in? If it's salt Hayek, I'm in. that's a very specific person yeah that was awfully specific (laughs) well that's 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 my go-to she's so hot Um, if she's listening you know just throwing it out there i'm sure she's a listener (laughs) if it's uh if it's uh between mo danny and cow uh, Mo works out too much, so it wouldn't be very good meat. So uh, <laughs> it would have to be between Danny and uh, Cal. I'd uh, I'd give it a taste. Right, you'd give it a taste right between those two. I think uh, I think right between Cal- their legs. I think <laughs> I think Cal Cal's uh, are you are you a griller? Do you you cook? Don't you? Or no? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Between yeah, you or I Danny, some, I don't I know which one. I got some marbling, I'm sure. No maybe, doubt. Uh, maybe have Skip uh, cook it up. I think he uh, grills a lot. There you go. I can't believe we're talking about this. <laughs> <laughs> After dinner, what else? What else would you talk about? Oh, there it is. All right. <laughs> uh, we're, we're taking Drew. Take the reins from Cal. <laughs> Wait. So, all right, but Cal. All right, so Cal. What if it was a bratwurst? <laughs> what? I mean, would you eat that thing like Kobayashi? Uh, oh yeah, no, I'd, I'd try. I'd definitely try this. Why wouldn't you try it? <laughs> nope, nobody was hurt, right? 
I mean, aside from the fact that he already lost his fucking mind. Right? Outside like, of the fact that it's cannibalism and illegal. Um, it's yeah, not no, illegal. I, I don't, it's, it's only illegal be. in one state to actually eat human meat. Uh, if if it's what, not Idaho. What do you mean? What state is that? Meat. Idaho. Idaho? Uh, every, Everywhere else, you can eat human meat. You just can't like like the problem is getting it right. You have to kill somebody or oh, yeah. cut them up or something. So right? why That's why crazy. how is that a loophole? What do you mean? Like, why how is that how is how is it not well, illegal in every it's, state? It's not illegal if you're Jeffrey Dahmer. You right, but if somebody mean. does it, so so you mean he was he would be tried for killing <laughs> the the guys that he killed, but not eating them. Like that wouldn't add X amount of years onto your sentence. How is that not illegal in every state? I mean, the jury probably wouldn't look at it very fondly, but it's not this is illegal. Seriously, making me sick. <laughs> we just passed. Didn't, didn't I mean federal law was just passed to raise the age of smoking? But you can't pass a federal law like tomorrow saying, "Holy shit, how do we miss this?" Uh, by the way, it's illegal to eat human meat. I don't think it comes up very much. I like you shouldn't that. have to. Yeah, came I mean, up today. I like that it's not illegal. <laughs> Leave your options Is open. Isn't it illegal to eat dog meat? I don't think so. I have no I idea. Don't I don't think so. It's probably illegal to kill a dog. Yeah, Michael Vick went to prison for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's legit. All right. All right, so separate taco question came from Sean, uh, our buddy Run to Smoke. If Atabe were a taco, what kind of taco would it be? Wow, that's a great question. That's fantastic. <laughs> he had a I'd different have response to, I'd have than to I go, did. Well, definitely, uh, it would be, first I would say, definitely uh, more authentic, uh, handmade, you know, fresh masa. Fresh pressed tortilla, that 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 classic street three to four inch. So you got that down. Then, um, you know, very limited on extra spices on there because what what's going into that tortilla is going to be perfectly seasoned. Um, and I'm going to have to go. I think the classic, you know, the farmer al pastor shaved right off of the. The spit, right off the, extra, the leg, right, right off the leg. Yeah. A little bit, a little bit of onion, cilantro, <laughs> and you know, not just that's it, just just the classic. Right that's gonna be your Atabay taco. What's your favorite taco place? I think Rudy eight oh eight asked that. What's the best taco you've had? Wow, um, you know. I'm, I'm mean, in Houston. There's a little taco truck called El Gato, which seems to be my go-to quite a bit. Um, in LA, there's a there's a hidden gem of a spot. It's in like off just off the freeway in in a back right behind some industrial place called Avenue Twenty Six. I hope you're you're writing these down, right? That's why there's silence. Yeah. <laughs> so that you, you can go. And then uh I think it, I think it's La Labiera. No, La Labiria. Labiria uh is phenomenal. And that's in LA. That's a taco truck. They just opened up another one. Um for for me, I think LA's got some of the best best tacos that I've had. Um 
Because I'm, I'm more like when I post tacos, it's more street tacos. Like I don't, I, I, I like tacos in general, but I don't need, um, you know, all, all the fancy stuff on it. I want, I want the meat, and then a little bit of cilantro, a little bit of onion, and I'm good. All right, there you go. There you have it. There it is. Uh, <laughs> Mo, if if Patino were a taco, what kind of taco would you have? Oh man, I, I you know I, I'm not really a huge taco guy, man. I don't know. Patina to me, I'm more of a burrito be, guy. One of those beef sandwiches. Oh yeah, there. Now you're. Talking. <laughs> yeah. You know, being an Italian beef sandwich with hot pepper. Yeah. yeah. So what, what's your take on that? Is that is that a Chicago thing? Are you a Portillo's hot beef guy? Oh yeah, I mean it, yeah, it's definitely a Chicago thing, and uh, you know there are different places that season their meat differently. I mean, you could literally do like a tour. Like, and it's kind of like Philly with cheesesteaks, man. Like, not every beef place does it the same. So you can go to three or four spots in a day and have a completely different experience um, where they're just as good but different, you know? A different, and, yeah. uh, and that's kind of like how a lot of that stuff is. But, uh, yeah, I love beef sandwiches. Yeah, as, as like a, a, you know, which it's, a, you know, and you are too, but as a, like a foodie, like you taste like you can put three different, four or five different restaurant or, or truck places in front of you. And if the bread's different, you know, the meat's just seasoned slightly different. The, the juice Absolutely. is different. The pepper, everything, everything plays a part. Absolutely. And, uh, it's just, it, it blows my mind how some can, for something so simple, how mm-hmm. something like that can be so bad. And <laughs> on the other side can be so good. I know. It's a lot like cigars, man. True. I like cigars. You could have great ingredients. You don't know how to put them together. It don't really matter. Right, that's true. Sometimes you can have shitty ingredients, but you just put it together, right? And it's that's phenomenal. True. Now I need some Italian beef. Yeah, it's yeah, about, yeah, no, man. Now I'm actually seriously thinking about going. <laughs> like right now, you're like, fuck yeah, this I podcast. Know. I'm out. But I got an early, yeah, yeah, early flight. So. All right, so, so a question for everybody. I want everybody's answer on this. So we live in a world that's more divided by the day. What can we all do to live more united? God, Ooh. I love you. That was, that was so well played. See, because it's like perfect for your brand, and it's a real question, right? Um, so I'll, I'll jump in quick. You know, you know what's amazing is that as as we get so divided, you know who's who's in the news and who everybody loves now, and who's who's just awesome is Ricky Gervais. Oh, so you, you, yeah. So what can bring us closer together? Just everybody stop being so uptight and. And worrying about, you know, offending someone. And if you just, if you genuinely just go out and, I mean, I hate to sound like, you know, John Lennon in the 70s, but, it, you know, just go out and seriously, just love people. There's no reason, there's no reason to hate as much when you don't, you don't even know the dude in front of you. But just get to know him. Put, you know, put that phone down, first of all. You yeah. know, stop trying to post something. Go talk to somebody. You know, we have more in common than 
than we think. And, you know, the great, that's why this, you know, this industry is great because you have so many different walks of life. Mm -hmm. And unlike like the alcohol industry, right, you can, you can go to a bar and there are different people and everyone, yeah, everyone does like alcohol, but then sooner or later, I'm drinking more alcohol and now I don't like you. And then the fights break out, but you can smoke a ton of cigars and you're not going to get into a fight. Yeah. So yeah, you know what I make, you know, and if it makes someone feel better, make fun of me, you know, whatever my, I'm my big nose. Uh, I'm French. So I, I don't, I don't know how to fight. Um, you know, growing up there is, you know, who was, yeah, there were no action figures. Well, was I supposed to have an action figure in Napoleon for, you know, for what? Um, yeah, just go out, have fun, stop complaining, listen to Ricky Gervais and life's good. Very good. Well, what about you guys? Smoke, smoke more cigars. (laughs) Hell of an answer. (laughs) Like with other people or just in general? In general with other people. Without other people, <laughs> buy cigars, smoke them. I smoke them because it's a great cigar. Drew, do you have a limited data plan on your phone? Absolutely not. <laughs> oh, he just can't. He's like, huh, are you pausing the phone? I can only talk so much. Here I go. My favorite You're, part is that we, we all know he could talk for 10 minutes about this if he wanted to, but he's just like, <laughs> smoke more cigars. <laughs> do, you, do you remember that? Like, we're, didn't you get charged? Weren't we charged? I don't know how old you guys are, but you were charged after a minute, so I remember, like, voicemails. Hey, or, call me back. My minute's up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you just, you'd hang up. Yeah, I can't call you yet. You have to call me. <laughs> oh, shit. First minute's free. Right. Um, right. The uh, to, to go along with what you're saying, I think that the truth is the media also plays into divisions. If, if you actually get out and live, you realize that this country is not as divided as the media portrays it to be. Right. I think that the biggest problem people have is ignorance and and lack of knowledge in in the sense of the broader world. Um, I think a lot of people lack empathy. And understanding what other people may be going through, that the way you grew up and the circumstances you grew up with may not be, you know, what other people grew up with. So before judging them, try to understand why. Um, I think things like cigars do a wonderful job, like Drew said, man, of bringing people together from all different walks. But the biggest thing I could say, man, is get out and, and understand people and, and don't stay. And we talked about this in our in our cigar segregation segment on a few episodes, like probably like a couple months back when we talked about that. Get out of your normal group, man. Stop. Stop being like hanging out with like homogenous ass people like that are just like you. Get out and know, like try to learn about somebody different or hang out with somebody different. Learn right. different perspectives. You'll be smarter and, and it'll help you in my opinion, not only on a personal level become less maybe hateful or less distrusting or whatever, but also better at whatever it is that you do. Because no matter what you do for a living, getting along with people is probably going to be at the center of it. Unless you're literally like somebody who stays cooped up in like a lab or something all day. But that's important. So just get out and get to know people, man. Right. 
you know, get off the Fox News, get off the the freaking CNN, get off whatever, and and get to know actual people, and you'll find that you're a lot more similar to them than you think. And smoke cigars. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, with those people. Yeah. Right? That helps you get to yeah. know. Yeah. There you go. No. Right. Patina for peace. Do it. Do oh, it. Yeah, that should be the new shirt. Oh, yeah. I should, actually, that's a great idea. You know what? I do want to start a peace campaign. We should. Patina for peace. Man, that just sounds good. Peace. We yeah. should. Why don't we do a collaboration? Absolutely. Living, living United with Patina for peace. Yep. Hundred percent. Nice. Or if you if you want to be on top, dude, I'll let you be. You can say patina for peace. <laughs> no, I, I, I to live united. I, I could be a power bottom. <laughs> most <laughs> most a bottom kind of guy. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's that agreeable living united right there. <laughs> yeah. Right. It could be patina for peace on the front, and then on the back because now you've already passed through yes. on the back. Then it can say live united. Absolutely. See. Different perspectives, one goal, bam. Right. Just like toilet we? paper. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Shoot fly. I like free fly, but, you know, I was being a little. <laughs> For those heavy-duty Italian beef moments. You, 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 know, you know what? I, I, bought a, uh, I bought a little a side attachment for my toilet, and it's mm-hmm. a little bidet. It was mm-hmm. like 40 bucks, 50 bucks on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Dude, best life, life changer. Oh, I... They, those are amazing. Ne- they really are. Yeah. Next to smoking the firecracker by, mm-hmm. made by United, uh, that mm-hmm. bidet was uh, my second life-changing moment. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's just cold water, though, isn't it? Yeah, it's cold water, but Ooh. it's refreshing, especially yeah, after tacos. Yeah. <laughs> bidet with an Atabay. Bidet. That's a new shirt. Yeah. I'm going to do that one. Bidet with an <laughs> Clean your palate, clean your ass. <laughs> um, <laughs> that survival's palette is about that good. And and listen, I, yeah, if you if you can't appreciate that cigar, uh, man, I will tell you that is about as close to a perfect cigar as you could possibly have. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, um, and Nelson, yeah, Nelson, thanks you. That's just that's a lot of lot of time put into that that cigar, and um, and it's uh, it, it it is it's just a different experience and I, I i don't i don't argue anybody with anybody that says that um you know it's, it you know they didn't like it or they didn't, and it sounds snobby but i just think that they're not ready for it uh, no. regardless of price point i take take price point out of it but to say that there's no flavor and it's mild then your your palate's just not yeah. i don't think it's is ready for it yeah um, because it is to to me it just it's so unique um, mm-hmm. and it just changes. It's smooth. It's just, it's awesome. Yep. That one. yep. It's literally one of those cigars you can smoke one after the other. No doubt about it. Right. Yeah. It's, it's so clean on the palate that you can do that. Um, Kyle, what's next? <laughs> All right. Switching gears a little bit. Uh, our buddy Mape wants to know he has a sports question for us yeah this is gonna be you and me oliver yeah good luck guys all right so which of these is worse and why and i don't know what half these are uh the black Sox scandal uh, steroids (laughs) run race uh pete rose betting on games astros sign stealing or all the cheating from the patriots wow oh look at that dig at massachusetts damn thanks 
Uh, for okay, so I'm going to go to the ones that I'm going to start with the ones that aren't. While Oliver thinks about this, the Black Sox scandal, um, that was bad. Uh, but if you put it in the context of what baseball players were being paid at the time, uh, you're on the verge of the Great Depression. It's understandable why. I'm not making excuses for it, but I'm saying you can understand the financial motivations for somebody to do that in that time because baseball players were not making millions of dollars or the equivalent of millions of dollars at that time. They all had other jobs, okay? The Pete Rose thing, Pete Rose needs to be in, <clears throat> needs to be in the Hall of Fame, period. If the Houston Astros get to keep their World Series title, then Pete Rose should be in the Hall of Fame. Steve Stone, who I respect more than anything, and I think is the best announcer in all of baseball, literally uh, got into a fight last week with Twitter people saying, you got to put Rose in the Hall of Fame if the Astros get away with this. And he's saying, no, you bet on baseball. You can't do that. You shouldn't be in the Hall. I'm going to respectfully disagree. I think that he never bet on his own team's games. Didn't affect the outcome of anything. He just bet on them. Uh, Okay. The Patriot stuff, you're going to be better to answer that, Oliver. And in terms of the Astros, the sign stealing, that directly affected the outcome of the World Series using technology. It's one thing for another player to tip his buddy. Like, man, I noticed if the pitcher does this or if the catcher does this, that's just gaining an edge. But now you're using technology to give you an edge in a game played by or during a game played by, that's where I have an issue. That's pretty bad. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I agree with a lot of that. If, if it's, if it doesn't affect the outcome of the game, that's, that's one thing I get it. I get it was illegal. All right. So with that, then when you, you look at everything that you're, you know, you're asking about that takes Pete Rose out of it. Mm-hmm. Right. So that would be at the, at the bottom for me. And yes, hall of fame because he was, that was the time, right? You're, I mean, you're a player, player manager. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that, that guy was just, he was all, all hustle. Um, no, here's he, a, a naive question. Uh, did he bet on games that he was involved in? No, no. Okay. That was, that, that's important. I think. All right. Absolutely. So then that goes to the, the shoeless. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I guess when you, but if you start factoring in, um, you know, the, the depression and, you know, that, yeah, they weren't paid much. Uh, you could say that for a lot of, you know, a lot of things that are illegal that people do. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Um, so that one, yeah, you know, maybe uh, not as, as high. So maybe that'd be second to last. Um, the Patriots, obviously that, I mean, that's right by my heart. So it depends which cheating scandal you're talking about. <laughs> um, the, the, the whole ball inflation thing. It, I mean, I wish, I wish I would just go away. I think that's ridiculous. That's absurd. It all didn't teams it, do that. Yeah. And it didn't affect, and look, if we, if we can be honest, all teams steal signs, but then we go to the Astros using technology. That's different. Um, yeah, to tip people off, that's done. It's done in Little League. It's just, it's part of it. If you pick up a sign, absolutely, absolutely you're going to help your team out. Now, if you're using absolutely. other technologies, it's, yeah, that's different. Um, yep. 
you know, if, if, if you're using a wide angle zoom lens, something to capture something, and then that's relayed to the, the dugout, then that, yeah, that should have a harsher penalty. Um, you know, the, the Patriots, yeah, again, uh, you know, what, what, which one do you want to talk about? Filming, filming a practice. Yeah. Um, again, I, I just don't think they're as good at cheating as other teams are. <laughs> they get caught a lot. Well, they, they, get, they, they got, got caught, caught a lot. Right. Right. So that's, that's what I mean. They're not as good at cheating as the other teams are because uh, they're, exactly. everybody's doing it, you know? So, uh, yeah, I guess uh, Astros would be at the top. Yep. Can you can you break these down? What happened? Quick, quick uh, synopsis of the four or five, whatever it was. Uh, Astros stole signs to win the World Series, like so, uh, you know, using using equipment. Uh, Patriots had a number number of things. They had, they had like cameras on what the catcher. The show was going to be thrown. Is that what you're right. talking about? Yeah, yeah. As opposed to saying, "Hey, I noticed when the pitcher, you know, he rotates his hand to the right in his glove, and that's going to be, you know, this type yeah. of pitch." Gotcha. Yeah. They they were using equipment. Uh, the Patriots. I mean, they've done. I mean, they recorded practices. They deflated the ball so it, it was easier to grip, uh, supposedly. But it was within a certain amount of you know psi's, and because of the weather. That was also a factor, saying because of the cold weather, the the psi of the football could have gone down. Um, it's shrinkage, shrinkage, right? <laughs> um, so refs officials have to check the you know the, the psi of a, of a football before it goes on the field. But whatever, I mean, the, you know, the teams heated up, uh, teams cover it with uh, you know towels, so blah blah blah. And then the Patriots also recorded practices. They've done a you know Robert Kraft was. Uh, you know, caught at a at a happy ending place. I mean, there's a ton of stuff. Uh, then, oh, Pete Rose, he bet he bet on baseball when it was illegal to bet on baseball. Oh, but gotcha. he was he was a he was a player manager, but he didn't bet on his team. He didn't say, "Hey, the Reds are going to yeah. lose today," and and make his team lose. Gotcha. He never did that. And then Shoeless Joe was, um, I mean, he was he was shaving uh, shaving points, but he um, he lost the. Uh, Lost the lost again purposely. In a, in an all fairness, Shula's Joe has never been uh, confirmed to have been on that in a, in on that scandal, right? Mm-hmm. So there there were players that were confirmed to have been in that, right. in on that scandal. Come in, Shula's <laughs> Joe was literally illiterate. <laughs> you know, Shula's Joe literally could not read. Right. So he, anybody could have tricked him into signing something or whatever. Who knows? Uh, okay. What else we so got? Those are, those are all the wrong answers. The right answer is the worst of the scandals was the uh, Avo unexpected that just Ooh. came out. So, <laughs> moving right along. Ooh. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, there we go. Um, Andre Diaz, 95, with all the end-of-year top 10 I'm back. 25 lists from different sources. <laughs> so you were gone. Just, just let them join. That's fine. I'm in. All right, sweet. Uh, so we're just asking the next question. With all the, the end-of-year lists, the top 10, top 25, whatever, from all these different sources, uh, how credible 
do these lists feel to you guys is the question. Whatever, man. That's been been beat to death. They're they're all credible to a a degree. And then they're they're all... Everyone's everyone's got um, ulterior motives. I mean, they you know they have their own motivations for everything they do, and uh, stores. You know, it's and it's it's all subjective. I mean, you're talking about uh, a, a taste. If we, it, it's just it's yeah it's it's look. I'll say for for us, uh, let's we'll, we'll say Atabay, right? Never been rated in some bigger publications. Um rated by you know some bloggers and i've had some of those bloggers guys that you know, are, are pretty high profile in that industry come to me either in the booth or or outside of the booth at, at, at one of the shows and say it's their favorite cigar but then they rate it they'll mm-hmm. rate it low yeah um because we're we're not in a position to sponsor a lot of things or, or support um, you know people in a certain way through advertising. So I believe I believe that's a big factor. Um, you know, it's, but they're but they are they're relevant because they're 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 subjective. So maybe maybe that is their their top choice. But they didn't smoke everything because I know we're not we're not even there. Um, you know, so and I'm not saying because we should be there, but I'm saying we're not even looked at. Like if they, if they, somebody did smoke it and then didn't like it, okay, I'll take that. I don't like it, but it is what it is. So I mean, I think I think you just have to. It's like if you go back to the old days of Blockbuster, right? Where they used to pay, put, hey, this is most pick of the week. Well, most pick of the week is is you know totally different from my pick of the week mm-hmm. because we're. We have two different tastes. So I'm going to lean towards, you know, if I'm a consumer and I'm like, oh, well, hey, look, Oliver's got, you know, he's picking some great movies and I've liked the last few that he's liked. Well, now if he comes out with the top 25 movies of the year, I'm going to lean more towards his list. All right. So I, I think you just have to take them all with a grain of salt. And and, and there and we've talked about this too, man. There are some cigars and cigar brands that are just uh you know especially social media wise and and internet bloggers and stuff they're 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 darlings for them and their cigars get rated really well and whatever but i could tell you that there are cigars that were got really high rankings that when i'm on the road don't really sell much so to me it's not necessarily indicative of of what the consumer necessarily is saying is a real is up their profile right um with that said and and we've talked about this ad nauseum but the real the only real list that is a market mover is still cigar aficionado if you get top three in cigar aficionado your cigar will move period right Right. regardless of (laughs) what it actually is yeah absolutely doesn't matter and I've, uh, and I've said this before, and I'm going to say it again. It's almost better to be number two or three because the amount of skepticism that goes into number one, everybody is approaching that cigar wanting to fucking hate it. Right. 
you're seriously almost better at two or two. Yeah, and one one list that came out that I have a, a ton of respect for, not only because we're on it, but um, because it's just it's solely based on sales. And that was that was Jeff at Corona Cigars. He put out they put out a list for their you know their stores didn't include online and Adabay and Byron they're protected online anyway so we don't you know we don't allow any discounting but mm-hmm. it was based on their sales between the four stores and they have their one store in Tampa that's a Davidoff store so the top I think Adabay Ritos was number seven the top six were all Davidoff mm-hmm. so. I can respect that because that's what people are, people are buying. Now they're big Davidoff in all the other stores, but then they have their one Davidoff location. They have the Davidoff office right there. So of course, if we're, we even beat out a couple of Davidoff, so I'm, I'm happy, but that type of list I can respect because that's a, that's a retailer saying, well, this isn't, I'm not necessarily telling you what I like because there are other retailers that do that. And they're smart because they're listing their top 25 of the cigars that they sell. So it's going to move the needle for some of the cigars that are in their humidor that they either want to move. So they're being biased or they legitimately like, but they're not basing it on sales. They're just basing it on preference. Um, I, what about the small batch blind review that we were? Both oh on? yeah. How about, both how about, on the list. Yeah. Both on the list. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's, that's a true, yeah, it's a true blind taste challenge. And, and yeah. How about Adabay getting, uh, a four, a three box, the first well deserved first one. But well uh, yeah, I oh, love seeing Patina's right up there because they, but they get it. They're, I mean, they're cigar smokers, and that's a blind, that's a blind challenge. Yeah, yeah. Um, cigar Cigar Journal does that, but you know, again, there's money involved, but they do, uh, they do a blind <laughs> taste challenge. Right. <laughs> Um, one of the interesting things that was on the consensus list that Charlie wrote about, I thought this was just fascinating, is that if you look at the the different magazines that came out with these things and how many different companies are represented, uh, he noted that Cigars and Spirits rated uh, 20 cigars, their top 20, uh, from 20 different companies. Cigar Aficionado was 25 cigars with 24 different companies. Cigar Journal was 25 cigars, 24 companies. Cigar Snob was 25 cigars with 25 different companies. Now, if you pick the 25 top cigars of the year, very, very relevant question, what are the odds that everyone is from a different company? Mm-hmm. thought that was fascinating. Yeah. And they're, they're picking the... Look, even, I mean, there are, uh, there are some brands out there that they have different... You know, the different Vitolas taste completely different. And 100%. that deserve... Where they have one that should be top twenty-five and another one that should shouldn't be even considered on the list, and then another one that should be in the top twenty-five. Yeah. Yep. But so so you're saying that those those top twenty-five lists, they had twenty-five cigars from twenty-five different companies, but did any of them match? They must have had a couple that matched. Yeah, there are there are a couple that match, right? But it's just weird that if you if you pick the twenty five best cigars that you smoked this year out of several hundred, would they all be from different companies? No. No. No, my one through seven would probably be Patinas. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I smoke it because it's a great cigar. <laughs> <laughs> who is your daddy and what does he do? We're going to play a wonderful game called Who is your daddy and what does he do? <laughs> <laughs> Okay. What are your favorite Arnold Schwarzenegger quotes? If we're here, I've I've got them all here. (laughs) How many? How many do you have teed up? Uh, not a not a ton. Ten or fifteen. Ten or fifteen. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. He he had he did have some classics. Is he is he is he like the top one liner? Yeah, he probably is, right? I think in terms of being like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? In terms of being uh, not mocked, but like, uh, yeah, I mean, I would say so. Yeah, Yeah, spoofed, yeah. yeah. Just because there was was a little language barrier, so his accent definitely helped it. Oh, yeah. He was just the classic, just that one-liner. I'll be back. Although, you know who had had a classic, uh, one of my favorite comebacks to his, I'll be back? Was in um, uh, uh, what was it? Runner. Uh, what was that movie where he was Running Man? Running Man. And remember where he's they're about to send they're about to launch him into the the madness, and and Arnold turns he goes uh, whatever the guy's name is he goes I'll be back Kill and you. then and then he goes he goes no only in a rerun. Yep. I thought that was whatever the guy's name was, but Killian. I thought that was a, just a classic. Killian. Classic Killian is his name. Oh, yeah. All right. Killian. There you go. Yeah. Gillian. Killian. I'll be back. Killian. Yeah. I'll Only be back. Only in a rerun. Only in a rerun. <laughs> awesome. There it is. There it is. Um. <laughs> So we had a question from Smoke Ring Dude. Uh, he says we ah! on the show. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, quick funny story about that. Uh, so Oliver was doing an event last week by him, and he's trying to FaceTime me. And I'm like, dude, grown men don't FaceTime each other. And I refuse to answer. And he's like, please just answer. I'm like, Especially grown for men. men. Yeah, I'm like, grown men don't FaceTime. Fucking call me. And, um, and then, yeah, so he's like, well, Oliver's here. Well, then I had to. So. <laughs> Except. So, so you yeah. have FaceTimed a grown man? But it was two guys. And oh, it was like, uh, you two know, on like one. A, yeah, was, yeah, two guys smoked yeah, that, that. Brought to you by. Yeah, that, you right. that makes, uh, that anyway, makes it but, better. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it wasn't intimate at that point. <laughs> Like you know, right, a friend right. thing. A little less less intimate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or it was extra intimate. Yeah. Relax. So what 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 does what does our friend at Smoke Ring want to know? <laughs> so on the show we've talked about, you know, tobacconists going into humidors and really sort of selling these lesser known cigars that are really good. Right. So what he wants to know is uh, at some point should a boutique cigar eventually stand on its own? without that continued hand sell. You would hope, because then you've made it. Look, man, I'm going to tell you this. And, and to your cigar guy, a brand like Tatawahe or Illusioni or whatever is a staple brand, well-known, understood. If you don't know what that is, you don't know cigars. 
But guess what? Those brands have been out for 15 years. And you go into your you go into your shop and you talk to your average guy sitting there. You're like, hey man, when was the last Tatawahe you smoked? Who's Tatawahe? Right. That's a brand that's been out for 15 years. So I'm gonna I'm gonna answer this the way I answered it to Tyler when he asked me. I said, at some point it's got to build have some some people coming back for it. But if you believe in the cigar, you should never stop. Right? If you believe in the cigar and it fits the per- what the person is looking for, you shouldn't ever stop recommending it, because a lot of people, it's going to take people a long time to really know what it is or it to establish legitimacy in their mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there there are so many, I mean, so many different avenues we could take with this, right? Um, it's, it's a business. So for, for me, if I'm trying to make money in my business, stay alive, pay my bills, um, you know, make money for my family, I am going to suggest and push and get into people's hands, whatever's going to make the most sense, not only for me, but for them. So I'm not going to push, especially with this business. Um, I'm not going to, going to push a cigar and, and make somebody smoke something if I don't believe in it. And I know it's not good mm-hmm. because they're going to come back and they're not going to trust my guidance. Right. Now, if I have a cigar that nobody knows about and, and people are forget so quickly because when you walk into a humidor, you have a thousand different colors, you have a thousand different names, sizes, everything. But if that cigar is doing what it can to, to protect me, and this is a little bit of a United pitch, but they're doing what they can to protect me as a brick and mortar because I have a cost every time I open this door. They're protecting me. My margins are good, and it's a quality product. I'm absolutely going to continue to hand sell because I want to keep my doors open. If somebody comes in, uh, let's look at, um, look at a fast food place. They're not necessarily making money on, on everything. They have drivers that will bring people in, but then they try to make money on the other stuff because that's where the money is. So with the cigar industry, we have drivers that that's the pull product. That's what's bringing them in. Great. You kind of need those, but after a while, I want to make sure that I'm guiding that customer into a direction that's going to benefit me as a store. Yep. So yeah, I'm going to hand sell. I don't care if I have to introduce a particular product, be it an accessory or a, or a cigar to a person a hundred times. And every time they forget, I'm going to reintroduce them because I believe in it. Yep. And I, and I'm making, I'm making money. And then when they smoke that cigar, they'll come back and buy a box because that box isn't discounted online because the guy who makes the box isn't selling it to the online catalog company that they own. Right. And I've said this too, man. I think the optimal place to be at a retail, to be as a retailer is pushing the stuff of the people that you believe in or the cigars that you believe in from the people that you want to deal with. Okay, because as a retailer, man, if you got to deal with a shitty rep or a shitty 
brand owner or a shitty company, it's like not, it's just not fun. It's not enjoyable. I would rather push the cigars that I know like, man, this dude's easy to work with. He protects his brand or, or, you know, this rep comes in, does events, this guy, you know, supports the brand in my humidor. Those are the things that I used to look for, at least in the stuff that like I would push believed in the cigars, enjoyed dealing with the, the rep or the company or whatever, and they were price protected, you know? Right. Yeah, and that price protection thing, I mean, that's, I go, look, Mo, you travel too. You go to all these different states with higher, you know, mm-hmm. higher taxes, and, and even the states without, let's just say a state without a high tax. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're telling me that you're, and there are companies where you're, you know, your margins aren't the same. You're making less Mm-hmm. Off the cigar than you would on cigar A, you're 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 making three bucks. Cigar B, you're making four and a quarter. Mm-hmm. Everyone's coming in for cigar A. Yeah, fine, they're buying it, but cigar A is then you're not selling it by the box, and then it you're only selling it by the stick. So people are coming in, they're buying that. Why wouldn't you transfer them over to cigar B just for a little bit, just you know, tr- tr- retrain them. And there are a lot of customers and we've had it on our brand where people convert over. Yeah. And that's where we've done, we've done blind taste challenges with, um, you know, with, as, as an event, as a retail event with consumers, I've had 20, 25 people in a room. I have two cigars, bands are covered and I'll go up against, you know, top brands. And I usually, I mean, I'll focus on the, you know, say the big four, but Mm -hmm. anything, Anything that's discounted, I'll, I'll, you know, we'll do that. And it's not necessarily to say, hey, look, we're better, but it's to say, yeah, look, we make a good product, the price is right, and then it's protected, and you know, you're you're supporting brick and mortar than, you know, more than you think by buying this brand. You're hurting brick and mortar by buying this brand, but you don't right. know it, right? You know, I, it, you know, to to answer that question move on to the you know move on to the next one yeah tyler you know what keep selling patina anytime somebody comes in for a monte cristo white i'd go straight to the patina i appreciate that yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be a little less retail wise right Right. margins are better and it's 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 something that people will come back for a box for because they're not going to go to their phone look online and say oh hey look i can get this from you know site xyz for half the price these guys are trying to rip me off when they're not trying to rip you off. They're doing the suggested keystone mm-hmm. and, and they're, they're just getting, they're getting robbed at the retail level, the retailer. Right. right. So, so I would, we talk a lot about fanboys and stuff like that. And you have a unique group of people that kind of become Byron and Atabe fanboys. And I don't know if you've noticed this, but just from some of the events that I've been to that you guys have done, it's like guys with money that want to cozy up next to you because the brand represents class to them and like status. Yeah. Am, am I out of my it, mind for it, saying this or is this something that really does exist? I, and I, I know we have to be careful here. Yeah, well, well, I mean, careful to to, to a degree, but it's just it, again it's going not, back to fanboys is the wrong way to describe it, but no, but but it's it, you know it's a little bit of fanboy because you get look, I'm a fanboy for a lot of I get ex- when you get excited about something, you're just, yeah. you become a fanboy, 
right? right? So again, let's go. Let's go back to the whole. You know, the U.S. is divided. It's because we're we're worried. You know, you're worried about. You know, like you said, a fanboy. And yeah, I I think about it. I'm I I've been talking to you guys for a little bit now. You know, I kind of tiptoe around stuff, but um, yeah, there are fanboys. Uh, I I I guess. Uh, and it's just it's more of not necessarily fanboy, but they you know when they. It, you know, they smoke it, they appreciate it. It's at a certain price point. So yes, you're going to attract a, um, you know, someone with a larger disposable income, but well, well I'll also say that there are a lot of fanboys, if you will, that are, you know, have, have saved up because that's a, that's a bigger purchase yeah. when you're buying yeah. a box, but they, you know, and they'll tell me they're like, dude, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I, I cut down on the number of cigars I smoked this week because I, you know, I knew you were coming out. I knew Nelson was coming out. I wanted to buy a box. Yeah. You're, you know, yeah, you're talking about 800 bucks. It's, it's, it's a, there's a difference. Right. Um, you know, but yeah, I mean, it attracts a, you know, wealthier crowd, I guess, because it's just, it's that, it's that price point. And it's just interesting to me, man, that they all like want to be seen as a part of like Byron and Atabay. Like, oh, look, I'm, I'm a part of this. Yeah. Like, I'm, you know, it's very fascinating to watch. Well, that, yeah, that's, that's society, right? Like, you, you know, we want to wear the, you know, the, the nice watches. You want to, you want to yeah. be in that, you know, in that, in that group. You want to wear the, you know, the, the shoes, you know, the, instead of the knockoffs. Um, you know, you're wearing that, that brand name. Right. Um, you know, it's, it's all, we're so logo driven yep. now. It's like, you know, uh, I mean, and I, I do it, I do it too. Because I'll buy, what did I buy? I bought some shirt the other day. And the Farmers Feed America? It, no. Well, no, that didn't even have the brand. But that's a great <laughs> one, too. Uh, but no, like wearing a shirt, like it was, you know, a, a, whatever, a Peter Millar shirt, but it didn't have the logo on the outside. And I'm like, wow, fuck yeah. Well, you know, let me get this one instead. And yeah. I realized that afterwards, I'm like, what the fuck did I just do? Like, right. It was good. It was a good shirt. It was comfortable. It was smooth. Yeah, you know, it was a little, little more than I want to spend. But I was like, all right, yeah, I'll, I'll do that. And um, it, but it, did, you know, this other one didn't have the logo, so I didn't get it. And I've, you know, I fall, I fall into that trap. I think, you know, we all do. Yeah. But um, so I, you know, with that said, it's it's you know when you yeah when you hold the you know the band um, on your cigar just like anybody does with you know the Cuban brands, you know, you you want people to know. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I guess you want to, you know, we want to be seen doing stuff. Yep. All right, so I got I got one more before we kick it over to Drew for our traditional questions. Uh, what's the weirdest nickname you guys have ever had? This is for everybody. Mm. Uh, VQ. <laughs> Wait, Mape. 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 Well, those are not your nicknames. I gave them. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> All right. Let's let's just punt on that one if it's not going anywhere. Drew hit those traditional questions. Oh, we're ready for that. Yes, sir. Mo has an early flight. Mo's got an early flight. Okay, so um, something we do on Sultans when we have guests on is uh, a couple questions. So first one is, if you could have a cigar with anyone, who would it be? 
Why and what cigar? Mm. Li- living or dead? Doesn't matter. No, doesn't matter. Um, oh, yeah. Just it's just off the top of my head when you when you when you said that um, Larry Bird was the first one that popped in my head. Yeah, nice. Just awesome. yeah, just just because I think grow you know growing up. Um, I watched his, you know, that, that video, um, of him, just his, you know, life story, uh, read up on him, watched him and, and just what, you know, what, what he went through. Uh, yeah, I'd just love to sit down with him. He's just, he seemed so reserved, but he was just cocky on the floor. He was so good. And yeah, I just love to hear some of his stories and have a cigar with him. Cool. Cool. And he is still living. By the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, living legend. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next one is give us your top three cigars. <clears throat> you don't. You don't have to say. You don't have to say honest three. You don't have to say. Uh, you know. Right. Stay. Yeah. You know, and I. I can stay out of. Oh, should I stay out of my portfolio then? No, you, I don't your be... favorite top oh, I mean, three. It's kind of it's kind of lame. I mean, look, even though I would smoke a, a La Giana natural all day or the firecracker in the mid-afternoon, or I, I'd take a United Box Press Maduro uh, for a drive home, you know, the Atabay for dinner or Byron, you know, just uh, as, as my night's capping, Bandolero every day, all day. Outside of those, uh, my top three. Uh, you know, it was, was a pretty <laughs> fast way to get them all in there. That, that was nice. Check. Romacraft. You know what was um, a phenomenal cigar that I had uh, just the other day? I was in Houston, and I sat down uh, with with Justin. The, he was a, the GM over at the Davidoff location. He gave me uh, an event-only cigar uh, for Davidoff, and it was it – was, it was pretty, pretty unbelievable. Like changed, um, changed my mindset on, uh, you know, just those, those blends. I, I thought a lot of the, and I don't want to say a lot of Davidoff was I even smoked, you know, all, but, um, yeah, that, anyway, that was, that was a really good one. Um, you know, I, I'd put, I'll put patina in there cause I, I, I pick them up. I'll go in stores and I'll ask for it. You know, a nice patina Connecticut is right along for me along the same lines as like our, our La Giana natural where I, I smoked that, you know, early on, it's a good way It's clean on the, it's so clean on the palate. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, well-constructed. That's one that, um, you know, I'll, I'll pick those up when I'm, when I'm out and about. And, um, oh, sir? yes, sir. Um, uh, it's another one that I smoked recently. Last one I smoked. I can I can go with the. Uh, um, I mean, it's kind of the yeah, the the Roma Black Irish. Yeah. All right. I was pretty. Yeah, that was one of the last ones that I've. I'm just kind of going through the Rolodex of the last ones that I've had lately. Um, you know, and, it, and it's it's unfortunate too. Like I wish I had, you know, not necessarily better answers, but quicker answers because I don't. You know, I'm, I'm constantly smoking our stuff. I don't have a lot of time to smoke someone else's um, product, and and but I, I I do. I try to when uh you know just see what's what's out there, what people are talking about, and 
you know, what's good, what's bad, but it's hard to kind of fit it in sometimes. Yeah. You know? So last question. That's what she said. <laughs> last question is stash <laughs> trash or ash. You have to S- smash stash. One of the cigars that you just oh, stash. Yeah. Uh, picked. You have to trash one of the three. And you have to ash one of the three. And ash is smoke it. Like smoke it now. I'm smoke it. Yeah. Smoke it now. Smoke throw it now. one away. Keep one for later. Um. <sighs> uh, well, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna trash. Trash the Davidoff because it's it's event only. I'm going to I think I'm going to I'm going to stash the the Roma and I'm going to ash the patina. So I just I feel like that Roma could age a little bit better. Nice. And that that patina Connecticut. Nice. Plus then you get it for Instagram photos. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you gotta hang on to that for that. Cal, what else? Uh, we got anything else? Somebody in a public a, restroom. Yeah, I don't know what's going on there. Uh, oh, sorry. Mo's oh. watching TV. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, already tuned out. He's like, I'm done. <laughs> uh, I, I have a couple that I have to save for when Danny is on sometime. But okay. Other than that. I think we are pretty golden. Oliver, is there anything you were hoping to talk about that we didn't dive into yet? Um, no, I mean, I, you know, to touch on what, you know, what Mo talked about, you know, at the beginning and, and I think I alluded to, but just then went on a, a you know, on a spiral somewhere else was, um, you know, our, our, yeah, our United lines are overshadowed by like Adam Byron and part of it is, you know, status you know, I don't want to say that our United portfolio is, you know, under the radar because a lot of it's under 10 bucks. And, you know, with social media now, people like to post either what's popular, what's expensive, what's hard to get. Um, so United is you know, the United line. I think our, our United Maduro in, in this coming year is um, is one that. I want to focus on because it is, it is a fantastic cigar with a, it's a, it's a Mexican San Andres wrapper. It's got Dominican, Brazilian Montefina in the filler, um, you know, soft box press, but it's just, it's a great burn. Lots of, you know, great flavor notes that should be in, in, in your rotation. Um, because it, it's a cigar that's priced right. The Toro is right around seven, $8. Um, so it's just a very easy smoking cigar. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'd like to, I'm trying to focus more on our United side, uh, our, our Atabay Byron, we, you know, we distribute and that's more of a limited quantity, um, limited production. Uh, Bandolero is another one that's, that's just overshadowed by Atabay Byron. Bandolero is made by Nelson Alfonso as well. It has two years of age post roll and right around that, you know, 14, 14 to $16 range. 
um, even less, maybe 12 to 14, depending on, on your area. But it's, it's a phenomenal, phenomenal line. Um, so, you know, we have in the United portfolio, there's just a lot of stuff that is, um, is missed. And there are, you know, on the retail side, it, I can get that it's, yeah, I understand it's a little scary uh, to, to bring in an unknown. But, you know, when our price points are, are so right, it, it's, it's not even something that you as a retail would have to go deep into. You know, just starting something out, but trying it. But yeah, there's a little hand sale factor, and I think there's you know a little fear behind that um, to get that done. And unfortunately, we're not, um, you know, we're we're not in a a position. We're not a big player where you know certain moves can be made to capture shelf space. Um, we're we're looking to grow and build relationships more long term. So um, yeah, support on on every every aspect on united firecracker um our jose dominguez is is a phenomenal cigar too so yeah focusing on that united side um is 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 more the the focus for the uh for 2020 excellent so buy united and live united Thank you That's very right. much, Oliver, for joining Buy us. Buy United, yeah, smoke thanks, United, live United. Absolutely. No, man. It was, oh, yeah, you yeah. got to smoke it. Yeah, you got to smoke that it. Pat- the, the Patina for Peace and uh, Live United t-shirt, that's got to be made. We're going to have to talk about that. Dude, yeah. It looks, <laughs> and again, look, on the last show you talked about you know, swag that's expensive. Yeah, it, maybe that's just a, a, a short run that we do for the two of us. Mm-hmm. You got it, man. <laughs> All right, brother. All thank right. you for coming. Yeah. Oh, love it when you say that. Hey, safe travels. <laughs> you too, man. Be, be well. Have fun in have fun in Austin. Thank um, you. And we'll see you at. Uh, I'll see you in Vegas. You got let's it, grab, my man. Let's grab tacos. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. My name is Danny, and I just want you to know that I'm a fun guy. I like to laugh. I play Call of Duty, and it pisses Skip off. Thank you for listening to the Salt and Smoke Cigar Cast. Be sure to check us out on all the social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, email us either about the podcast or about our cigar line at thesaltandsmoke at gmail.com. Also, uh, if you want any Salt and Smoke gear, please get onto our website and to our online store. We have shirts and hats. If you're looking for anything else, please let us know and we'll get it up there for you. Thanks, guys. We'll uh, talk to you again next week.